If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. So Jalen Hurts is not going to wear that special helmet for the Senior Bowl. After all, Oklahoma basketball gets worked, not really worked, but gets beat by the number one team in the country. And that's okay because of what they did the game before. I'll explain that. Neville Gallimore, dude is making some money this week at Senior Bowl practices. We're going to jump into all of that. What's going on, everybody? I'm Matt Hofeld with the Sooner Nation podcast. You can catch us online, Heartland Sports, heartland-sports.com is where you can find all of our relative content for the Oklahoma Suitors, Oklahoma State Cowboys, Oklahoma City Thunder. But this is dedicated specifically to the Oklahoma Sooners, hence the name, Sooner Nation Podcast. Let's start with Jalen Hurts' senior bowl helmet. I'm sure you've seen it. It was uh, pretty awesome. It's got the number two Crimson Tide, uh, you know, image appearance on the one side it's got the OU on the other side it's got the white stripe down the middle you know a lot of Oklahoma fans thought dang man that just looks really cool with the OU interlocking OU and the white stripe maybe we should look at that for the future as an alternative uniform but regardless this helmet after getting much buzz on social media this last week after it was unveiled on Monday has been actually revealed to not be something that Jalen Hurts is going to wear in the Senior Bowl. It was our understanding, this is a quote uh, from Jay Nagy, it was our understanding that the helmet was a gift to Jalen for all of his work with special spectators over the years and not actually for game use. Jay Nagy said that, excuse me, Jim Nagy said that to AL.com. He's not going to wear it, Blake Rockwell, director of Special Spectators, told me when he joined the opening kickoff on WNSP FM 105.5. I don't know how he got out there, but he's not going to wear it. Now, what is Special Spectators? Special Spectators is a pretty cool charitable organization, if you ask me. What they do is they take um, they take families who have kids, loved ones, who are fighting illnesses, cancers, and so forth. And they provide them with a game day experience like no other. Not only do they do they get to go to a specific sporting event or game day atmosphere, they get to do behind-the-scenes things. They get to go and take photos with athletes, go in the locker room tours, stadium tours, all that stuff. It gives them the opportunity just to break away from the 
um, really, if you've had, if you've ever had someone battle a prolonged illness, you know what, how that weighs on your family. Jalen Hurts has been a part of this program, not just from his days at Alabama, but also his days at the University of Oklahoma. And therefore, the helmet was a gift to Jalen Hurts, thanking him for the way he's participated in these events. I think it's kind of a cool gift. I think it's a wicked looking helmet. I think it'd be kind of cool to wear it in the senior bowl. But I understand if it's not a game day helmet, obviously for player safety, you can't wear it. And now it begs the question, exactly what helmet will Jalen Hurts wear in the senior bowl? Which of the two institutions that he played at will he honor on Saturday? It's very interesting. (laughs) I don't know if you call it a conundrum. He's got more time in Tuscaloosa than he does in Norman, but still, um, interesting situation to watch. One reason to tune in and see what's up on the Senior Bowl this weekend. Today's episode of the Sooner Nation podcast is brought to you by The Athletic. If you have been a fan of college football and college sports for a long time, particularly the Oklahoma Sooners, you're familiar with national guys like Stuart Mandel, Andy Staples, and you're familiar with local guys like Jason Kersey, who have been on the beat for the Oklahoma Sooners for a long time. All of their thoughts, all their ideas, all their content can be found exclusively at The Athletic. With The Athletic, you get quality, in-depth content that goes way beyond the box stores. You get exclusive stories from an all-star team of sports writers like the names I just mentioned to you. You get personalized sports coverage delivered directly to you. It's clutter-free. There's no ads. There's no pop-ups. There's no clickbait. It is just straight coverage on the teams that you like. Here's what we're going to be able to offer you, and this is amazing. You can get 40% off a yearly subscription to The Athletic if you just go to theathletic.com slash overtime. That's theathletic.com slash overtime. If you're ready to get started now with this great content, 40% off is waiting for you right there. All right, we do have a little bit of breaking news as I'm recording this episode of the Sooner Nation podcast. Outside linebackers coach and assistant head coach Ruffin McNeil has made the decision to step away from football temporarily to help take care of his father. His 85-year-old father back home in North Carolina has reached a stage where Ruffin McNeil feels like the best thing for him to do is to be back home taking care of dad. Now, this opens up a ton of possibilities for Alex Grinch and his defensive staff. But before we jump into any of that, I I think what we have to take a time out and pause and talk about what an honorable decision this was for Ruffin McNeil to make. Here's a guy that has been an assistant head coach. He's been an interim head coach. He's been a head coach. He, I mean, he gave, he gave Lincoln Riley his start way back in East Carolina days. He was one of the very first guys that Lincoln Riley hired when Riley took the job in Norman. Football means a lot to Ruffin McNeil. But he made it clear made it clear that his dad meant that much more or means that much more. Now, I think that's, I think that's honorable. I I think that's, that's applause worthy. 
Here's what McNeil said. He said, this is one of the hardest decisions I've had to make. But in the end, being near my dad was a necessary choice. Right now, I need to be a son again, and I need to help my brother and my family members take care of my dad, who is battling significant health issues. This is not retirement for me. I still want to coach in some form or fashion. But right now, that can't be the case. My focus needs to be on my dad back in North Carolina. Now, while this may not spell the end for Ruffin McNeil as a football coach, I do think this is the end of Ruffin McNeil as a football coach for the University of Oklahoma. I, I think there, there's, I, I don't see a way you can come back from this. Lincoln Riley already talked about the, the searches, you know, the searches going on to find a replacement for Ruffin McNeil. Obviously, the priority there is the outside linebackers. You got Brian Odom there working with linebackers, but you need somebody to assist with that. You've already lost one guy, one member of your defensive staff. Now you've lost another member of your defensive staff. There have been rumors for quite some time that a third member of the staff was on his way out the door as well. We'll see what happens on that front now that there's two positions to fill. But here's what this does. With all due respect to Ruffin McNeil, with all due respect to his father, I, again, I applaud the decision. I applaud the choice. I can only imagine how difficult it is because as a guy who not only recruits but coaches these guys, I mean, he's coached the defensive tackles. He's coached outside linebackers. He was the interim head coach after Mike Stoops got fired. As that guy, you invest in these young men that you recruit, that you go into those homes, that you talk to those parents, and you sway the parents to jump on board with you. You encourage those recruits, and you, you sell your program to them, and they come to Norman. They become your guys. In many ways, you become a father figure to them. Buki Bradley Bradley Hiles has talked about that, particularly with Ruffin McNeil. Not an easy decision, but a decision that is to be applauded. But in the fast-paced world of college football, with this recruiting cycle not quite finished yet, what does this mean? This means Alex Grinch gets another opportunity to turn this program over defensively to being 100% his. Sometimes you inherit guys when you become a, a coordinator. Sometimes you inherit guys, and they're great guys, and they're great coaches, and you're thankful that they're there and you've inherited them. Sometimes you inherit guys that you just kind of got to figure out what am I going to do with him? Now, I'm not saying Ruffin McNeil was that is the latter. I think Ruffin McNeil is probably the former, particularly the way he related to the players. But at the end of the day, as a coordinator, you want the guys in that X's and O's planning room to be fully on board your guys. And if there is a silver lining to Ruffin McNeil stepping away from this program, it is the fact that Alex Grinch now has the opportunity to not replace one, but two defensive coaches and guarantee that they are his guys. Now, I feel like I need to come back around and say this one more time. I, I don't 
I don't think McNeil ever was viewed upon or felt as if he was not one of Alex Grinch's guys. If anything, McNeil was above above all else. He was one of Lincoln Riley's guys. I think Lincoln Riley felt feels like, not felt like, but feels like he owes a lot of who he is as a coach to the opportunity that Ruffin McNeil gave him at East Carolina. Now, if you don't know the backstory there, when Ruffin McNeil was the defensive coordinator for Texas Tech, Mike Leach gets fired. Ruffin McNeil becomes the interim head coach. The Red Raiders win their bowl game. And then Tommy Tuberville comes to town. Ruffin McNeil is not retained on that staff, but he becomes the next head coach at East Carolina. And who does he bring to become his offensive coordinator? That's right, Lincoln Riley. And there, Lincoln Riley's coaching career, the genius of Lincoln Riley was put on display. And it caught the attention of Bob Stoops. When Lincoln Riley became the head coach, excuse me, yeah, when Lincoln Riley became the head coach at the University of Oklahoma, one of the very first guys he called was Ruffin McNeil, who was an assistant coach at Virginia and had him come to Norman. And Ruffin McNeil has been a steady hand of guidance for Lincoln Riley throughout his time as Oklahoma's head coach. So if anything, if anything, Ruffin McNeil was one of Lincoln Riley's guys. So there's a significant loss on that side, from that aspect, from that perspective, from that point of view, whatever word you want to use there. It's significant there. But again, we can be glasses half full or glasses half empty. As we're wishing nothing but the best to Coach McNeil, we can say now Alex Grinch has the opportunity to add two more coaches to his staff this coming spring that will be fully hand-selected Alex Grinch's guys. And you can't help but think that that's anything other than a good thing for Oklahoma in 2020. Simply Safe Home Security is like getting a commercial grade enterprise level security, but for your own home. Think about the security Fortune 500 companies use. They need to know police are going to be on the scene immediately. This is exactly the kind of security you get with Simply Safe. If there's a break in, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of the crime. And that means police dispatch up to 350% faster than for a normal burglar alarm. With Simply Safe, you get comprehensive protection for your home. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching your home. Entry, motion, and glass breaking sensors guard inside. Plus, Simply Safe protects your home from fires, water damage, and carbon monoxide poisoning. It's all monitored 24-7 by live security professionals. You can set up a system yourself with no tools needed, or Simply Safe can, experts can do it for you. But it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts. Go to simplysafe.com slash overtime today to get free shipping on your order plus a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com slash overtime to save on home security today. Simplysafe.com slash overtime. All right, let's talk some Sooner Hoops. We do need to talk about Neville Gallimore. I will get into that and um, tell you what he is potentially setting Oklahoma up for. Something that's really done in football, uh, really done 
in Oklahoma football is in regards to the NFL draft. We will talk about that, but let's let's jump in here and just talk Sooner Hoops for just a little bit. Oklahoma, if we're going to be honest, the Sooners played Baylor on Monday night at Baylor a lot closer than what many expected them to do. Now, the Bears are 16-1 and on the season after that game, 16-0 in conference. Sooners only dropped this game by four points after outscoring the Bears 33-26 to in the second half. Now, for many Oklahoma fans, Again, you know, I, I think we're we're, and I'm including myself. When I say we're we're no different than most other fan bases in that we tend to run towards the sky is falling type, you know, um, reaction. But here's the thing: you you can look at this and you can see that the Sooners have lost three of the last four games, and that's undeniable. But when you when you look at the competition they've played in those three losses and even who they've played in their one win and that, that 20 point win over TCU seems to look even a little bit better now than it did when the Sooners beat them last Saturday but when you look at a loss to number six Kansas a loss to number one Baylor and you throw in Iowa State you really only scratch your head at Iowa State a team that's just barely over 500. Now you're Oklahoma. You're sitting at 12 and six in the season. And and my opinion on this hasn't changed at all. Oklahoma is still, I believe, in good position to make it to the NCAA tournament. I, I, I'm not changing on this, this idea that I have or this mentality or whatever you want to say that Oklahoma is only eight wins away. And I think there are easily eight wins left on the schedule. Starts this Saturday when you step out of conference and play Mississippi State. But following that, I mean, look, Oklahoma, that's why I said TCU was such a a huge opportunity for the Sooners in Norman. Because you went to number one Baylor, and again, Oklahoma showed up at Baylor. I mean, Austin Reeves was a, I mean, his shot at, as the clock, the game clock was winding down, could have been a dagger. It just rimmed out. But you lose that Baylor, which was expected. Now you're going to Oklahoma City to play a Memphis team that has the exact same record that you do on the season, 12 and 6. I think I said Memphis. I meant Mississippi State. I have Memphis on the brain because I was looking at scores and I saw Tulsa beat Memphis 80 to 40. And Memphis is ranked number 20 in the country. A little bit crazy there for me, so sorry. That was stuck in my brain. The Bulldogs 12 and 6 on the season coming to Oklahoma City. This is a home game for Oklahoma. I mean, make no bones about it. This tickets to this game are included in season tickets packages for the Sooners. I mean, look, it's it's Oklahoma City. It's going to be a pro-Oklahoma crowd. This is a home game for the Sooners. But it's an opportunity against a, a, an SEC team. Like I said, 12-6 and six on the season. 1-2. They've only played away from Starkville three times this season. They've lost two of the three. Oklahoma needs to win this game. 13 and 6 if you win this game. And you know who's up next? Uh, you, you got you got a Kansas State team that's going to face some suspensions. 
kind of reeling off that big loss to Kansas, and we'll see how they rebound on Saturday. And then it's bedlam time in Norman. So Oklahoma, right now, this is a team that legitimately, I mean, you can't deny it. You can't talk your way around it. This is a team that has lost three of the last four, but that one win, impressive over TCU, two of the three losses are on the road. And, and I've always said this, you pick up a road win, you, it kind of balances out if you lose at home. And, and I, I pointed to West Virginia Pointed to Baylor, I pointed to Kansas, are the teams that really will be favorites, and it'll be hard for Oklahoma to win those games in Norman. They've already picked up one road win at Texas, and now you got the opportunity to pick up another one at Kansas State next week following this Mississippi State game. And then you come home, and, and this is an Oklahoma State team that you keep thinking every week, maybe they'll get it together, maybe they'll get it together, but they just, they're not shooting well. It's the only team in the Big 12 that has yet to win a conference game. A very winnable bedlam game for the Sooners in Norman. Before you take on another rough stretch of traveling to Texas Tech and playing number 14 West Virginia in Norman. It's all about stretches right now for this team. They're coming off of a difficult stretch into a stretch that really can turn into, like I said, you can flip this script where you've lost three out of four. Suddenly you can find yourself winning four out of five very easily because the next three games for Oklahoma are winnable games. Then you're looking at 15 and six. Suddenly you think, well, yeah, this can happen. And it, look, it's not just me. I, I'm not the only crazy guy out there thinking that, uh, that Oklahoma is still in on the NCAA tournament right now. If you look at ESPN bracketology, They've got the Sooners as a number 11 seed in the East. So this isn't just wishful thinking on my part. This isn't just me being a homer. This isn't just me really, really, really trying and, and squeezing all of my energy together to make this happen. There's other people who, who firmly believe that this team can make a run. But there's a couple of things that need to happen for them. A couple of things need to happen for Oklahoma. One thing that's going on really right now that's that's good for the Sooners is that Brady Manick is is starting to catch rhythm and and become the leader of this team on the floor that honestly he needs to be. With all due respect to Kristen Doolittle, he is the only senior on this team, but Brady Manick's that guy that if he if he can really stay with what he's done the last two games and finish out the season, he'll enter into next season as that senior leader that Doolittle is right now with a lot more experience than what Doolittle had coming into this season. Right now, Doolittle's averaging 15.9 points per game after the last two games that were Brady Manick has just been insane. He's almost caught him. Brady Manick's right now at 15.6 points per game. And here's what's nuts. What's nuts is Manick is shooting 43.9% from three-point range. That's just absolutely crazy right now. This just shows you what he's doing. The Sooners have three guys right now that are averaging over 30 minutes per game. That's Doolittle, Manic, and Austin Reeves. So what you need to happen if you're Oklahoma, you need Brady Manic to continue to do what he's doing. You need him to continue to be strong. You need him to continue to, to you know hit the boards. You need to continue to make big shots, be an inside-outside presence that stretches the defense. And then you need to have Austin Reeves become just a little bit more, maybe a lot more consistent. Reeves has been struggling. 
You go back and you look at, man, what happened in that Iowa State game? What happened? How did you lose that against Kansas? Well, I mean, I'm outside the Kansas being one of the better teams in the Big 12 Conference. Go back and you look at, at Austin Reeves and his last several games. Baylor, he shot 17.6% from the floor. Kansas, 11.1% from the floor. TCU, 45.5%. Texas, 45.5%. When the guy is on, this team plays at such a different level than when he's off. He is a key component to this team. So you like what you're seeing out of Brady Manick. You like what you're seeing as far as the not just the leadership on the floor, but really the, the work ethic and the way he's out hustling and he's beating guys to, to the basket for rebounds. He's working guys to get his shot open. You're, if you're watching Brady Manick's game right now, you can't help but love what you're seeing. Now that said, if you're watching Austin Reeves' game right now, you just got to think, man, this he, he's got to get better. And and keep in mind that this is his first year on this level. I mean, he came from Wichita State, and I know, I know, you're going to say, people are going to say, well, Wichita State's a pretty good program, which they are, but they don't play the schedule in and out of the Big 12. And there, that's where, that's, the Oklahoma needs Austin Reeves to find what Brady Manick has found. And if they do that, this is a team that I really believe not only can get into the NCAA tournament, but I think they're a team that can get in the NCAA tournament and make some noise. One other thing I would say about Oklahoma basketball is that they they, they need to uh, they need to keep crashing the board. Sooners right now almost to 37 rebounds, 36.9 rebounds per game. I think you'd like to see that number go up at least four more rebounds to get into the 40s, but that's something that Lon Kruger, clearly, if you've been watching this team all season long, Lon Kruger has made a priority and emphasis uh, on that. And and you'd like to just see him keep improving in that area. Important stretch of games begin on Saturday with Mississippi State for the Sooners. Be interesting to watch how this goes over the next three or four games. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, let's talk about Neville Gallimore, Big Nev. Now, I, I don't know if you pay attention to senior bowl practices and everything that leads up to that or not, but here's why you should. Guys like Neville Gallimore. Now, you, you have guys every year that are locks. You know, Kyler Murray was a lock. He didn't need to go to the senior bowl. Obviously, he was an underclassman, so he didn't qualify for that. But you have guys on that level that don't need the extra attention. They, they don't need the risk of injury or they don't need the, you know, the extra time in front of the microphone with the media. What those guys need to do is they need to sign an agent. They need to start looking at endorsement deals because, you know, you're going to get your name called on the first night of the NFL draft. A guy who fits into that mold this year, still not qualifying for the senior bowl because he's not a senior, but is C.D. Lamb. You know CeeDee Lamb's going to get his name called. And he's going to get his name called pretty early in the first round. 
top 10, top 15 pick at the least. Another guy, Kenneth Murray. Still not qualifying for the Senior Bowl because he's an underclassman. He's a junior. But if he did qualify, he doesn't need to. He's a lock to be a first-round pick and a top 20 pick at that. But a guy like Neville Gallimore, not only did he need the opportunity that, that the Senior Bowl provides, this dude is making the most of the opportunity that the Senior Bowl provides. Go on Twitter, type in Neville Gallimore's name, click on the videos, and watch the magic. He is dominating the offensive lineman that he is going up against in the senior bowl practices. And what's different between what he's doing now and what he did in practices and games when he played for the Oklahoma Sooners is that right now there are 32 scouts at every practice. There are 32 teams represented at every practice. He's declared and he's a senior. He has no eligibility left. So not only are those guys at those practices, those guys can come up and they can talk to him. They can, they can ask him questions. They can have a little bit of impromptu chalk talk with him. They can see him physically up front, check out the merchandise before you buy, so to speak, type thing. Two teams that we know that ha- that has happened with are Kansas City and Pittsburgh. Kansas City, very interested in Neville Gallimore. Now, obviously, as one of the Super Bowl teams, they're going to have a late first-round pick. Pittsburgh seems to be pretty interested in Neville Gallimore, and they get to pick way ahead of the Chiefs. Neville Gallimore made himself some money and earned some recognition this season with what he did on the football field. But he is boosting that hand over fist with what he's doing at the Senior Bowl practices. And it appears that he has set himself up to be a first-round draft pick. If he goes out and has a good game on Saturday, I mean, it's an all-star game, okay? It's, it's, it, it's, it's a, it is, I will say this, competition-wise, it's better than the Pro Bowl. I mean, that's, that's what, I mean, no doubt. Because in the Pro Bowl, you're protecting your assets, right? In the Pro Bowl, you've got multi-million dollar contracts. You're there. It's basically glorified touch football in the Pro Bowl. You don't sack the quarterback. You don't really put a rush on. You know, you, you run out of bounds quicker. You don't take those hits. Now, the Senior Bowl is a little bit like that. In that you, you want to do just enough to get someone to look your way. But you really don't want to put yourself at risk and and get a significant injury. But it's going to be competitive. And they rotate a lot of guys in. And so you make the most of that time that you have on the field. But really where you make the difference, as far as the NFL is concerned, as far as hurting your stock or boosting your stock, it's in the practices that lead up to the game. That's, That's really where you make your money. And what it's done for Neville Gallimore 
as it has set him up to really be on the big stage at next month's NFL Draft Combine. Because here's what here's what all of those scouts are going to do. They're going to go back to their war rooms. They're going to talk to their GMs. They're going to talk to the other scouts. They're going to look at their draft boards, and they're going to evaluate their needs. And if defensive tackle is somewhere on that need, I promise you, if defensive tackle was on the need in one of those war rooms, Neville Gallimore's name is going to be held in conversation. Now, you get to Indianapolis for the NFL Combine, and where Joe Schmo is doing his three-cone drill, where Joe Schmo is doing his bench reps, where Joe Schmo is running his 40-time, where Joe Schmo is getting his measurables taken care of, you may have 12 to 15 NFL execs out there. But Neville Gallimore will be one of those guys now. That's going to have a ton. Every, every team's going to be there. And then he's going to pick that up again in Norman when they do the pro day. Neville Gallimore, it's a process, okay? He's, he's not one of those guys that you look at him and you see the on-field productivity and you think, first rounder, he's a lock. He's a guy that you see the on-field productivity and you take notice. You want to see him up close, so you go to the senior bowl. You send someone out there. You see the film. You see with your own eyes what he's doing to these guys at the senior bowl, and you're making phone calls. You're sending text messages. You're snapping some video yourself for for private meetings. You're talking to him. Like I said, I I, I can tell you for, for a fact that the Steelers and the Chiefs have both talked to Neville Gallimore. And then you see him in Indianapolis. You talk to him some more. You get that opportunity to kind of classroom-style chalk talk. And then you come to Norman one more time. Now, what Neville's got to decide for himself now is, how far does he want to take this? Here's what I mean. He's already been one of the most impressive guys at the Senior Bowl. If he goes out and has an impressive draft combine in Indianapolis next month, then how much more do you do at Pro Day? I mean, it's a legitimate question. Because you can you can reach the point where you kind of start hurting yourself. You, you you impress, you impress, and then you know you have a cold or you tweak a foot or you know you're having a bad day mentally. You're off somewhere, and suddenly guys are going, you know what? He was really impressive at the at the Senior Bowl. He was really impressive at the Combine. But when we saw him in Norman, yeah, well, I got some questions now. It's a process, but I believe, and I'm not alone in this, I believe that Neville Gallimore is on his way to being a first-round draft pick. And if that happens, it's going to put Oklahoma in the position to do something with the NFL draft that has only been done three other times in the history of this program. In 1970 and 1976, the Sooners had three players taken in the first round of the NFL draft. In 2010, Oklahoma had three players taken in the first four picks of the NFL draft and then ended up having Jermaine Gresham drafted by Cincinnati like at number 20, some 21, 22. 
to have four guys total in the first round. Like I said, I mean, barring some unforeseen catastrophic event, CeeDee Lamb's a first-round pick. There's lots of teams that have their eye on him, including Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. Kenneth Murray, I believe, is a lock for a first-round pick. Now Neville Gallimore is working his way into that conversation. If you're trying to figure out the names, trying to look up the times, 1970, it was Steve Zabel, tight end, Jim Files, linebacker, and Heisman Trophy winner Steve Owens. 76, Leroy Selman, if you don't know who that is, we, we got to talk. Joe Washington and Billy Brooks. And then you go to 2010. 2010 was special. Because you had Sam Bradford, Gerald McCoy, and Trent Williams, three of the first four picks. And then try and then Drain Gresham. That it's only happened three times. Three times. So for this to happen a fourth time to this program would be incredibly special. And and the, who you're you're most happy for above all else is Neville Gallimore. When you see when you see like you know the progress he's made, when you see what he went through with the with the coaching changes on the defensive side of the ball. When you think about when Alex Grinch came and how he had to slim down, and now the guy's reaping literally reaping the benefits of his hard work. So you got nothing but good feelings for him. A couple of things to keep an eye on as uh, as the week uh, closes out and next week begins. Next week, the last week of the recruiting cycle. The National Signing Day is, uh, is approaching quickly, less than two weeks away. Oklahoma still has some targets out there. So we'll be keeping an eye on that for you at Heartland Sports, heartland-sports.com. We've got basketball. If you're if you're into softball, you you got to be ready for this Oklahoma softball team. If you're not into softball, jump in there. Big 12 is going to be good this year. And Bedlam softball is if you if you don't have tickets, you're probably not going to get them. But if you can get them, you need them. Bedlam softball is going to be amazing this year. Baseball's warming up as well. I think Oklahoma is going to be pretty decent baseball-wise. All the uh, everything's everything's coming to a head as we as a, as the clock turns. We're almost through the first month of the year. As the clock turns to February, spring sports get into full swing, literally, with baseball and softball. And you're going to want to see that and be a part of it. I guess you can throw golf in there, full swing. Thanks so much for being a part of the show. Well, man, we'd love to have you uh, give us a positive rating. You know, four or five. We we would love for the five, but we'd be um, thankful for a four. Whether you're catching us on Apple Podcasts or I um, or uh, Spotify or iHeartRadio, wherever you're getting us, we're thankful you're here with us. You can hit us up on Twitter at Sports Heartland. Also, you can find us on email Heartland underscore Sports at Yahoo.com. Have a great weekend, everybody. Boomer Sooner.